So good evening, everyone. So I warmly welcome you all to the 10th session of uh, the podcast series conducted by ISEC National Showcasing Team of ISEC Sri Lanka. And uh, today we have an interesting topic, which is maintaining organizational productivity through member engagement and retention in a post-pandemic world. So uh, I'm Shalini, National Partnership Account Manager for Unilever Sri Lanka from ISEC Sri Lanka for the term 2021. Uh, so I must like to thank National Showcasing Team for inviting me to moderate, moderate this session. And now I would like to introduce you all our guest speakers for the day. So first we have Ms. Ramdi Munavira, Local Committee Vice President for Paper Management of Isaac University of Peradeniya for the term 2021. And next we have Ms. Mithu Jawardana, Local Committee Vice President for Paper Management of Isaac University of Kalaniya for the term 2021. So after introducing them, I would like to start the first round of this session. So um, my first question is to both of you, Mithuni and Ramdi. What does leadership mean to you? And is there anyone who inspired you to be a leader? I would like to start with Ms. Ramdi. Okay, so uh, thank you so much, Shalini. So what leadership means to me is um, if what you do and if your action and your decisions truly inspire someone to become a better version in their life and uh, to grow more and to achieve something in their life, then you are a leader. So in, that's, that's the leadership in my perspective and also uh, being patient and uh, being solution-oriented are two main qualities that can be found in a great leader. And about the person uh, who truly inspired me is uh, my father. That's because uh, he doesn't always tell me what to do. Instead, he always shows us uh, how, how we can act responsibly in uh, all these problematic situations and his actions and his decisions has always uh, helped us to grow more and help uh, myself to become a better version and another thing what i saw is um, he do respect his team he's working with in his workplace and i've seen that he's gaining the respect in return from them so that's another great leadership quality that i've that I have seen in him. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Ms. Randi. And now, Ms. Mithuni, your answer. Yeah, so thank you, Shani, for having me. Uh, so personally, to me, uh, when it comes to leadership, I resonate with the quote, um, be the change you want to see in the world. So because in the sense that leadership to me is all about having a certain destination, a direction, and also sort of having the will to guide everyone around us in that direction, like while empowering us, right? So just like Ramdi said, but when it comes to me, 
uh, if I have to pick someone who rather like motivates me in terms of being a leader, I can't like pinpoint on one person because personally, I am someone who believes that everyone one path in life and they have their own like different ways in approaching it. And I sort of identify the skills that I can relate to in them with the way that they perform in life. And I sort of pick up on them and then build my own version of being a leader. So yeah, that's my idea on that. Well, so thank you both for the answers. And my second question is to Ramdi. So how do you define productivity from an organization's perspective? And according to you, why is it important for an organization to achieve productive productivity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for the question. So uh, what productivity, uh, if I define the basic uh, meaning, the productivity means uh, the relationship between the amount of outputs and the amount of inputs needed to produce a product. So it is sort of a measure of efficiency. So as an example, if we take uh, ISEC, in ISEC, uh, measure of productivity we usually do is number of realizations done by a single member. So uh, if we consider that if the uh, productivity rate is low, which means we are limiting the leadership development of our members. So uh, because uh, members are low performing in functions and what will happen is uh, there, will, there will be a lower motivation in them. And in the other, other way, if the productivity rate is uh, high, which means like if the productivity rate is one, which means there are no idle members in the organization. So uh, if the productivity rate really increase from one to two, then which means like uh, one person has done two realizations, which means that person has gained more experience more personal development than the previous, than doing just uh, one realization. So increment of the productivity will always help us to develop the leadership in our organization. But uh, just uh, one thing I would like to mention, when it comes to productivity, we do have sort of a limit because uh, productivity usually differs from organization to organizations depending on uh, how much time people allocate uh, for working and uh, what sort of skills the members do have and the capacity of the members and the commitment. So considering all these, if we really uh, compare to compare the productivity of the organizations, we usually should take si same kind of uh, organizations to compare because uh, productivity sort of has a limit. So yeah, I hope you got the answer for the question that you asked, Shalini. Yes, it's totally clear. And thank you for the answer. And my next question is so Mithuni. So as the local committee vice president for paper management, you know, in an, any organization, members, employees play a major role in maintaining organization productivity. 
So how do you explain the connection which exists between organizational productivity and member involvement, especially in youth-run organization like ISEC? So basically, when it comes to youth-run organizations, these are organizations that strive to achieve some sort of social change, right, with the help of the youth who are willing to spend their time and energy to give back to their communities. And Isaac has no doubt become like the world's largest source of youth development because we are passionate about achieving peace and fulfillment of humankind's potential. And in order to do that, in terms of member involvement, we are supposed to have members who are equally capable, aware, and passionate about the very purpose. Because as like agents of change, we are the ones who will be setting the targets and mapping the directions and we will be exhausting those resources in a sustainable way to achieve productivity. And one thing that is very important that we especially have in Isaac is that this is a two-way process. That means members always have the opportunity to give to the organization as well as take back from the organization to develop themselves and that in turn motivates them to involve more and put in the hard work for the organization. So, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for the answer. It's clear. And my next question is to Rambi. So, amidst the current uncertainties caused by COVID-19, what are the challenges that you have faced in ensuring that all the members of your entity are connected towards achieving the organization's main objective. Okay, so yeah, Shalini, the past uh, few days, we've been facing so many challenges due to this uh, current situation. So basically, when it comes to uh, the membership uh, perspective, so basically the members' expectations, why they joined ISEC is kind of different uh, with uh, what we are doing right now. So, because there are no exchanges happening and uh, there are no physical gatherings, no activities, like physical activities to be done. So, those were like few challenges that we face right now in order to keep up the membership. And also, uh, mostly the people are uh, very attracted to ISEC because of the events that we do. And uh, because of the work, the real ISEC work that we do. But uh, what we are doing right now are very uh, different and very new things. These uh, virtual online things are sort of new things for us and of course for our members too. So uh, when we are conducting all these virtual events like the educational sessions, knowledge sessions, uh, experience sharing, even uh, fun-based activities as well. So all these things are sort of a new experience and new things for them and for us as well. So in, in here, uh, there is a small uncertainty that I have whether these members, whether, whether they like this or not whether they agree with what we are doing right now or not, whether they like this. So that is, these are the, like the main challenges uh, what I faced during uh, this uh, situation. So, yeah. Okay. So 
Um, my next question is to Mithuni. So as Ramdi said, it is true that we all of us have faced many issues with these virtual things happening. So in the present context, where all the physical activities of the organization are on hold, what are the initiatives that you have taken to make sure that all the members are engaged in activities within the local community with enthusiasm? Yeah. So basically when it comes to our local committee what we thought was during these tough times it is very important that we ensure that the members are engaged in some sort of activity because our lives have taken a 360 degree turn so in our local committee what we did was we initiated an educian uh, series which catered to all the functional knowledge isaac knowledge and just general knowledge that the members needed along with like interactive quizzes that help them sort of uh, understand where they are in terms of uh, the knowledge that was given out to them. And then we also focused, sorry, focused on uh, conducting virtual simulation processes just to ensure that um, whatever that we were doing is not a one-way process, but the members get to give and take at the same time. Then uh, we also organized programs like uh, My Body Challenges and like cultural fiestas, just to give out the messages that no matter whatever the uh, troubles that we're facing, right, with people all around the world, if you actually put in the extra effort, there's always ways that we can reconnect. And apart from that, I guess just like every other local committee, we've been uh, conducting our LCMs virtually. And we have, through that, given them the opportunity to connect with uh, prominent personalities in society. So it helps the members sort of understand what they need to do in order to go out to the world there, rather than just like facing it with no idea at all. So those are the things that we have done to engage the uh, membership in our local committee. Okay, Mithuni, thank you. And my next question is to Ramdi. So, um, as we all know, we used many strategies before this pandemic situation. So, do you believe that using the same retention strategies within the organization will be effective and sufficient to keep the members engaged and motivated while ensuring the productivity of the organization in a post-pandemic world? Okay, so Shalini, my answer would be no, because uh, as we are currently working in an online world, we cannot uh, sort of use the same retention strategies that we have used previously. So basically, uh, we need to, uh, now we need to do things more in online, like we need to do more online things to retain our members. So in Isaac and Candy, we, we did uh, like uh, webinars, quizzes, and we did uh, Isaac e-candy sessions. And very re recently, uh, we did sort of a different online session called uh, Lesson for Future. So those new strategies, new events uh, will be very effective to keep up the member engaged and motivated. So that's what we believe. Uh, but in the uh, other hand, uh, like the thing about you said about the productivity, ensuring the productivity, I do have like, it's kind of, uh, I do have sort of a doubt in that because uh, it is kind of difficult to ensure the productivity right now. Because um, 
this is my perspective uh, so because as an organization we measure our co-productivity by number of uh, realizations done by a single member so uh, we are a leadership development organization and we develop uh, leadership mainly through cross-cultural exchanges so as i said in the very beginning what uh, what productivity is uh, the relationship between inputs and outputs needed to produce a product and uh, the question comes is when the final product is not here the final product is not functioning the exchanges are not happening uh, how can we measure the productivity uh, that is sort of a that sort of a doubt that uh, came to me because there's no uh, product so there's no final product in order to measure the productivity so like uh, no realizations to uh, measure the productivity so um, one thing what we can do is if we sort of change the way that we uh, measure the productivity currently just for the current situation then of course we'd be able to uh, sort of uh, measure the productivity uh, but uh, even after post pandemic uh, world even if the exchanges happen uh, we can measure productivity if exchanges happen of course we can measure productivity in the way i said at the beginning but it will be very uh, it will be very low because uh, even the membership is uh, highly engaging and highly motivated but if there are like limited number of exchanges happening maybe all over the uh, world then the productivity is going to be very low so summarizing what i said is um, yes of course like the retention strategies we can use new uh, innovative retention strategies in order to keep the members engaged and in order to uh, keep the member motivation but uh, the place where i have the doubt is uh, when we are ensuring the productivity with the current measuring method there is sort of a doubt like without the product how are we going to measure the productivity of uh, this organization so yeah that would be my uh, view on this question i hope you understand sharini yes so i understand and thank you for the answer randi and my next question is to mithuni so it is clear that in order to mitigate the consequences of an unexpected pandemic situation replanning and adjustment to new ways of working are essential so therefore what are your plans to adapt to the challenges which will occur in the future yeah so when it comes to any organization i guess replanning is on top of their list these days and one thing that we have to focus more on is that when it comes to this situation that we have faced it's that when it comes to replanning we have to not only think of the near future right we have to just think for a few more like maybe the next 3 to 5 years 
and um, because why I said that is because right now, even from the health and safety perspective as well, there is no uh, solid output as far as I'm aware. So when it comes to planning for the challenges, I would summarize it in three words. That is reflecting, recommitting and re-engaging. Right. So when it comes to reflection, I guess that is something we have been doing as an entity and within all our local committees and expansions. So as to like predict the future and just be ready for it. And apart from that, uh, I guess safety is going to be one of our most top priorities uh, once we actually like restart our activities. And we are obviously going to adhere to all national and international safety measures that are put and gathering also will be minimized unless of course it's an emergency then uh, we would put more focus on being a resilient organi sorry, organization uh, alongside being efficient because it's important to be quickly adaptable uh, just in case another wave or another unpredictable situation occurs as a result of like this pandemic's like recovering stages and then another thing that we would uh, adapt to or rather focus on is financial stability because this pandemic situation has done no good to any of the economies. So we would obviously focus on like newer uh, revenue streams and focus on cutting down costs as much as possible, which personally I believe to a certain extent would happen on its own because we would be, uh, we would, sorry, we would not be having many physical gatherings for the times to come. And in terms of HR, I, this is my personal opinion, right? I don't think we should uh, focus on any massive recruitments unless or otherwise we see the absolute need for it. Because in a time where organizations are laying off employees, I don't think it's right for us to recruit members without having the chance for them to learn and develop. Right. And also, uh, we have to reschedule the standard working times as a result of working from home while also as we've been doing a uh, remapping of job descriptions and other functional materials, I believe as we see fit to the needs of the future in, term, in terms of like society and economy. And lastly, I think one thing that we have to focus on is like of hybrid working situations, that is if it ever comes to it, is where some of the members would have to return to working on site while the others remote workly. So I guess those are a few things that um, I can think of when it comes to adapting to the challenges that we will face in future. Well, so thank you, Mithuni and Randy. So with this, the first round of this session is over. And here we're going to start the second round, which is rapid fire. So in this, I will be uh, providing two or more options to a speaker, one speaker. So you have to choose one from them. So first, uh, I would like to start with Miss Mithuni. So, yeah. So you prefer chocolate or caramel? Chocolate. You prefer quality of life or quantity of life? Quality of life. Dawn or dusk? Dawn. Lead from the front or lead from the back? Lead from the back. Direct or conflict avoidant? Direct. Being a world citizen or empowering others? Empowering others. Well, thank you so much, Mithuni. And next, I would like to go with Miss Rambi. Yeah. 
Okay. So you prefer morning, noon, or night? Night. You like to listen to music or read a book? Listen to music. Well, texting or talking? Texting. Okay, so you are a strategic or transformational? Transformational. You are thinking or feeling? Sorry? Thinking or feeling? Thinking. Okay, and being self-aware or being solution-oriented? Being solution-oriented. Okay, so with that, the second round is also over. And now, I would like to invite our guest speakers. If you have anything to say to the audience as a message, now it is your chance. Randy, you can start. So, uh, just a little message. What I want to say to the listeners is, um, anyone can run away because uh, it's this super easy. But uh, facing problems and uh, facing the reality and working through them, that's what make, makes you strong. So, what I want to say is, stay strong, stay positive, and stay safe. Okay, thank you, Rhonda. And Mithuni, it's your chance. So what I also have to say is that every dark cloud basically has a silver lining. So you might not see the impact that you create with every little action that you do. So you just have to believe that every good you do is surely going to come back to you. And just for everyone to stay safe these days. Well, thank you, Mithuni. So with that, we have come to the end of this session. And before concluding this, I would like to thank the National Showcasing Team of Bicep Sri Lanka. And again, I would like to thank Ms. Mithuni and Ms. Ramdi for uh, sharing your insightful thoughts with us in this session. And again, thank you all and have a good day. Good evening, everyone.